You guys ready? All right. I'm going to talk about spiritual eating disorder. Hmm. 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 All right. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. We're going to look at three scriptures. Matthew 4, 4. Then we're going to look at John 4, 34. And 1 Samuel 14, 13. All right, so starting at Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen? John 4, 34. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And lastly, 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 13. You acted foolishly. Samuel said, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established, everybody say established, your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. So today, God, we ask. That you would heal us of this spiritual eating disorder. That you would empower us, Lord, to keep our food inside. To eat it and to keep it inside and digest it, Lord. And make it our own. And let it become our spiritual nutrients, Lord. And to receive energy, God, to keep on obeying you. Because obeying you is our spiritual food. So, Lord, will you give us ears to hear and hearts to receive? We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, as a mother, it is very important to me that Aletheia eats well. I don't know if it's Korean culture or it's just mother thing. You know, my mother's generation, you know, they went through two different type of wars, you know, Japanese War and Korean War. And my, up to my mother and her siblings, they starved a lot. And so in Korean culture, when you meet people, you know, you don't say hello. You ask, did you eat? Have you eaten today? Eating is so important. And maybe I received that from my mother. And so when my baby eats well, it just brings me so much joy. I feel like I'm on top of the mountain. But when she doesn't eat, Man, mothers, do you, any mothers? Yeah? I mean, eating is so important as a mother that my child eats well. Right? And what does the scripture say? What does Jesus say? Jesus said that the word of God is our food. We do, we do not live by the bread alone, but by the word of God. So eating, receiving the word of God is our spiritual food. You agree? And Jesus also said, hmm, what else did it say? My food, food, everybody say food, is to do the will of him who set me and to finish his work. Obedience, obeying God is food, Jesus said. Hmm? Those are the two things as children of God that we need to keep on eating. But so many of God's people have spiritual eating disorder. 
spiritual anorexia, and spiritual bulimia. Hmm? We either starve ourselves or we throw up everything that we ate. Hmm? We must eat, keep it down, and digest it. That's the only way for us to become strong spiritually. Hmm? What happens when things get tough? When things get tough, a lot of people with spiritual eating disorder, they vomit. They throw it all up. And it doesn't become nutrient. But when things get tough, when you feel weak, that's when you're supposed to eat more. Looking for opportunities to obey God. You know, in the beginning of our marriage, we were still at Faith Fellowship. Benjamin was the associate pastor, worship pastor. I was just um, volunteering as the missions uh, director over there. And every Tuesday, we had staff prayer. And um, usually, Benjamin and I sit in the front. We hold hands. We're on our knees. We pray together. Well, one week, we got into a real big fight. And I was so mad. And this usually when we, in the beginning when we fought, usually after a while, Benjamin comes, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I don't know what I was doing. But this time he wouldn't budge in. And I was shocked. I think probably like this was one of the first time where he just put his foot down. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you not say sorry, right? And um, I was really, really upset. And so we went to church, still fighting, still mad. And Benjamin goes to our regular place to pray. And I was so angry. I did not want to sit next to him. So I sat a few seats in the back. Angry, and I couldn't even get myself to pray. I was so angry. You know what I did? I, I didn't know what to do. So I just opened the Bible. I just started to read. And I started to read. I was on John chapter 4. And as I'm reading about the Samaritan woman and Jesus saying to the disciples, I have food that you do not know of, which is to do the will of God. And when I read that, I heard God say, Sonny, eat. Eat. I have prepared a meal for you. Eat. And I knew what he meant. I knew he meant you go to Benjamin. You reach out to Benjamin. And I said, but God, I don't want him to get used to this. <laughs> I like the way it is. That when we get into a fight, he comes to me and he says, sorry. And I'll be merciful to forgive him. <laughs> I don't want to break this flow, God. And God said, Sonny, you've been crying out for more of me. You've been crying out for, for my fire. You've been crying out for more of me. I'm trying to give you more of me. Eat it. I said, okay, God. And I'm, 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 t I'm serious, guys. It was hard. It wasn't something I got really excited to obey. It wasn't exciting. It was like... Every move that I made was I had to die. Yes. When I stood up, I'm dying. Every step I took towards the front, 
Oh God, I'm dying here. And I went to the front. When I went, he looked up and I just went like this. And then he grabbed my hand and he kissed me, kissed my hand. And we knelt down and we just prayed together. And probably, I don't say sorry that much. (laughs) But I did that day. And it probably shocked him. But it brought, that moment brought us so much deeper in our intimacy. It was better than candlelight dinner. Hmm? Eating spiritual food. Obeying the word of God. Not just sitting down and crying and said, God, answer me. Come on, God, what are you doing? God is asking us, well, you need to eat. You need to eat. You know, beginning of our church plant, we started Living Hope in 2004. There are a lot of times, you know, first two, three years of church planting, you have no life as a pastor. The office was our living room. Hmm? Uh, remember, Kevin, we prayed every morning at 530. Kevin had to come wake us up, of course, right? Every morning, we had a youth meeting in our apartment complex, men's meeting, Bible study. We had we did everything there. People came, youngsters like Joseph Sevier would come over and would not leave for days at a time. We had, it was, we worked hard. We really worked hard. And there are times where we get, we feel weak. We feel discouraged. You put this many hours of work and then you don't see much. And then people are still leaving the church or people are still hurt. And, you know, you get discouraged sometimes. You hear me? And during that time, God told Benjamin, you need to eat, son. You You need to eat. And I remember one day Benjamin came to me, Sonny, let's go. Where are we going? Just I grabbed my jacket. Where are we going? We gotta go eat some spiritual food. What, 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 what? I'm feeling really discouraged and weak. I need to look for some opportunities to obey God. Come on, let's go. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. We get in the car. He drives to the Oakland Children's Hospital. We go into the emergency. And I just follow Benjamin. He's like, hi, my name is Pastor. I'm Pastor Benjamin. I, I'm a pastor here in Emeryville around the corner. I'm, I, I want to pray. Anybody need, do you need some prayer? What's wrong? And people just opened up. And from there, people invited us to ICU. Wow. Well, I have friend. I have a daughter who's dying in ICU. And we got to go and pray. And, and afterwards, you know, he's like, okay, I feel strong now. Wow. Looking for opportunities to obey which is to eat a lot of times what do we do when we get discouraged we lock ourselves in our apartment we turn the tv on become a couch potato and we blame everybody else for the pain that we're feeling if only he or she would have done this Hmm? eating spiritual food living a life of obedience Stewarding your faith. Stewarding your inheritance. Hmm? Every one of you, the Bible says, God gave each one. Whether you're sitting in the front or sitting in the back. Whether you're a pastor or just a church attender. The Bible says God has given every person a portion of faith. Hmm? 
You receive inheritance every Thursday, every Sunday. We Benjamin speaks, and sometimes I do, and sometimes other pastors do. We give you the words of God. That is powerful. That is powerful to heal you, to empower you, to change you, to bring breakthrough. Spiritual food. We have to eat it, but not only just eat it, we have to keep it down. But a lot of times we get tempted, don't we? God, you know, you get called out. Isaiah, come to the front. And we, you know, prophesy. You're a mighty man of God. God's going to use you greatly. Healing and deliverance will flow out of you. And then a week later, he's feeling sick. And you know what we do a lot of times? Instead of stewarding our faith, our, the promises of God, our inheritance, by saying, God, I thank you that I am mighty. You know what we do? We go to the spiritual bathroom and we vomit. I'm not strong. God, that was a false prophecy or maybe that wasn't God because I'm feeling weak. God, is it really true? Don't we do that? God says you will, you lack nothing good. And when the bills are due, what do we do? We vomit that word out just like that. Hmm? You know, you cannot obey. You cannot eat if you don't trust. Hmm? You know, a lot of times when kings in Korean culture, before they eat, I guess Israel, any kingdom, huh? They have somebody who tastes the food before the king eats it. Because they can't trust. They have to make sure. But a lot of times we come to the house of God and we have to we think we have to check it first. Don't we? But when we think we have to check it, there's doubt and unbelief and lack of trust. You're not really eating it. Hmm? Once you eat it, you have to keep it down. You have to make it yours. Anorexia. A lot of people at this age, in this age, we, they suffer with anorexia. huh? But they're so skinny, but they see themselves... Overweight. Don't they do that? They think they're fat, but they're actually skinny. Hmm? They're clearly underweight, but they think they're fat. And a lot of Christians, you, we think we're fat. But it is obvious to everyone else how skinny you are spiritually. Hmm? Or we're obsessed with food just like anorexia. I can't eat. I need to eat. I want to eat. I can't eat. I don't want to eat. Eat. Oh, oh, no, I already ate. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had time with the Lord. No, you didn't. Hmm? Extreme thinness, relentless, relentless pursuit of thinness. You know, people with anorexia, they have intense fear of gaining weight. And people of God live with intense fear. Or people with anorexia, they have distorted body image. Don't we? I mean, come on, spiritually, don't we have distorted body image? Not just about yourself, but others? Hmm? Or bulimia. You eat, but then what do you do? You go through cycles of eating and purging episode. They either take laxatives or they forcefully, they induce vomiting. 
And you know what they say with people with bulimia? They do that because they feel overwhelmed in coping with their emotions. Hmm? They say it's directed to how they feel about themselves or how they feel about situations. And they can't handle it emotionally. Okay? Those, those suffering with bulimia, they seek episodes of eating and purging to avoid and let out feelings of anger, depression, stress, or anxiety. Don't we do that? Spiritually, we eat. Oh, God, people leave church because I'm not getting fed there. Really? If you leave Living Hope, I want you to receive the word of God. It's time for you to move on or let the house send you out. But don't ever say, I'm not getting fed there. That sounds like a pretty good excuse, but everybody else knows it's because you weren't eating. It wasn't because there wasn't any food. Hmm? When we get depressed, when we get angry, when we get stressed, when we get anxious, when we are afraid, what do we do? We receive a powerful word of God. You are one. You are one, husband and wives, body of Christ. You are one. Yes, we are one. And then somebody doesn't do anything or you feel alone. And what do you do? You go back and you throw that powerful word out. And it doesn't remain inside of you. You know, people struggling with bulimia, they have a lot of physical illness. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they have inflamed throat, swollen glands, worn tooth enamel, decaying teeth, acid reflux disorder, intestine distress, severe dehydration, electrolyte imbalance. Pastor Daniel would say foolishness can kill you. It's an illness. Bulimia is an illness. Anorexia is an illness. If you cannot sustain food inside of you, you cannot steward what is given to you. Keeping the food inside and letting it turn into energy and nutrient for your body. That's very important. But what's your tendency when you get discouraged? What's your tendency when you get stressed? What's your tendency when situations are not the way you wanted it to be? What is your tendency when people seem to reject you or abandon you? What is your tendency? Do you still eat it or do you throw it all up? Do you eat the right kind of food or do you eat poison? When we get discouraged, instead of eating the right food and keeping the right food in, guess what? We walk away from the life-giving food and we eat poison. We eat resentment. We eat discouragement. We eat division. We eat junk food. That doesn't help us at all. You know, as I was thinking about spiritual eating disorder, you know who I thought of? I thought of King Saul. He really had a major spiritual eating disorder. Hmm? He was not able to sustain the food that God gave him to eat. I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 8 through 10. Can we have that up here? Chapter 13, verses 8 through 10. It says, he waited seven days, the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal. And Saul's man began to scatter. 
So he said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. Just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived. And Saul went out to greet him. You know what was Saul's problem? He was not able to wait for the timing of God. Hmm? Continue, verses 11 through 12. Samuel says, what have you done? Asked Samuel. Saul replied, well, when I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time and the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought now Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I was compelled, say compelled. compelled. He said, I felt compelled to offer the burnt offerings. And verse 13, this is what Samuel says. Samuel said, oh, I'm sorry I didn't make it on time. This is what he said. You acted foolishly. Everybody say foolishly. Foolishly. Samuel said, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established. Everybody say established. Your kingdom over Israel for all time. Samuel received the word of God. Wait here. I will be here at this time. And we're going we're gonna to worship God together. And I'm going to send you out. And then what happens? He received the word. He ate it. But then when he saw people scattering. People, people are scared. And, and, and they're losing faith. And the enemy is getting right to fight him. And he gets scared. And out of compulsion. Hmm, he, what does he do? He induces vomiting. And he throws up the word of God. See, when you are able to receive the word of God. And keep it inside of you. And let it digest. And it becomes part of you. Man, you become strong. That word that you just digested. Is being, it's getting established in you. Forever. And so it doesn't matter what comes your way. You are not moved because it's been established. But then when you keep throwing it all up, you're not established. And so you're thrown, you're tossed around left and right, depending on the situations. Samuel had a spiritual bulimia. Look at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 15. Here, God tells Samuel... To go fight Amalekites and totally destroy them all. He said, don't, don't spare them. Put to death men, women, children, infants, cattle, sheep, camels, donkeys. Get rid of everything. And so Saul receives the word, the command of God. He eats the spiritual food. And in the beginning, he obeys. He goes and he fights. But then, what happens? Instead of totally destroying everything, he keeps what it says what is best. Hmm? He kills everything except what was good. And when Samuel came back to him and said, what are you doing? He's, and you know what Saul said? I have obeyed the command of God. I did what God said. And Samuel said, well, what is this that I'm hearing then? I hear the sheep. And the cattle, oh, 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 we, we are the soldiers, save the best to give it to God. 
Really? When did God say, save the best? God said, totally destroy it all. Hmm? Making excuses. I don't care. You know, Benjamin told you last Sunday and last Thursday, when we went to Pastor Daniel's, and he tried to give some excuses, Pastor Daniel said, I don't want to hear it. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I know for sure, in Benjamin's heart and mine, his excuses were right. You know, it was his right. But then Pastor Daniel said, I don't want to hear it. Whether I hear it or not, I'm going to tell you the same thing. Don't waste time. You sacrifice. You give up your rights for your wife. Hmm? Excuses. Good thing I have a godly husband, huh? He said, he told me later, man, that hurt. Pastor Daniels have never spoke to me that directly and harshly. And I was just sitting there and he was crying. And I wasn't sure, is he crying because he agrees or is he crying because, you know, it's not fair? What's going on? And afterwards, you know, he, he, Benjamin was telling me, God's telling me I need to grow up. There's a little boy inside of me still. That, that I need support. That I need help. That I need love. I need, 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 need. And I didn't know, I didn't realize that, that I was demanding you to meet that. And I wasn't able to meet your needs because I was face to face with my needs. But I realize now as a husband. As a husband. I'm supposed to sacrifice my needs for your needs. Man, I wanted to like, I thought I was like, you know, I was going to like fly backwards. Whoa! Thank you, Jesus. I love Pastor Daniels. <laughs> hmm? No excuses. It doesn't matter how right it is in your mind. You have to eat the spiritual food. Hmm? Verse 22, but Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. But you have rejected the word of the Lord. You have vomited the word of the Lord. You didn't eat it and keep it down, Saul. You rejected the word of God. Hmm? Even then, Saul didn't repent. And he still fought for his own honor. Okay then, I'm sorry, but still come with me. So that elders and the leaders know that you're with me. He still fought for his own honor. Hmm? He needs to learn from Alethea. Did anybody see my Facebook Last night was one of the worst night I've ever had, which became one of my best nights. Aletia was so tired. By 8 o'clock, she was crying about everything. I want to watch this. Okay, you could watch one episode. Trying to turn it on. She just could not wait. I was giving her what she wanted, and she still couldn't wait, and she still cried. She cried about everything. And then Kyle comes in with the movie. I said, okay, Aletia, I know how much you love Kyle. So you could play with him five minutes. But after five minutes, it's time to go to bed. She, okay, she goes down. Five minutes up. 
I tried to take her back upstairs. She started to scream. I said, Aletia, you could make a choice. You're either going to walk or I'm going to carry you. I'm going to count to three, okay? One, two. Ah, no! Like looking into my eyes. No! I was like, whoa. I had to carry her with her kicking and throwing a temper tantrum. When I took her upstairs, she was flaring and, and hitting my arms and no! want to watch my movie. No! Oh my goodness, it was a nightmare. I wanted to cry. I didn't know what to do. Do I beat her or do I hold her? What do I do here? I didn't know what to do. And so I asked, I, and I told her, screaming, Alethea, do you want to be like Cain or Abel? She knows this story. You're acting like Cain. Cain hit Abel. And Cain got a long time out. You want to be like Abel? Or you want to be like Ab- Abel? Cain or Abel? And she's screaming, I want to be like Abel. And she's still screaming. Aletheia then did choose right. Come on, Aletheia, choose. She, and she didn't know what to do. She's like, hold me. I said, okay, I could do that. And I held her. And she's still crying. Brushed her teeth. And I was rocking her. I said, Aletheia, I can't, I'm not going to read you any books because I gave you a choice. But I'm going to be nice because I'm a nice mo- mommy. I'm going to rock you, though, okay? And I'm rocking her. And I said, Aletheia, you have to make a choice now. Do you want to be like Cain or Abel? Abel. Well, you know what? Then you need to pray right now. You need to ask God to forgive you for acting like Cain. You need to ask God to forgive you for being mean to mommy. You need to ask God to forgive you for hitting mommy because that's not okay. And after that, you need to say sorry to mommy. Okay. Okay, pray. Say God. And it was amazing. She didn't just pray the prayer because she had to. She was weeping. Out of repentance, she said, God, I'm sorry for acting like it. I was like, whoa. I'm sorry for being mean to my... She was like, it was like she was at the altar repenting. I was like, whoa, what do I do, God? What do I do? I said, okay, okay, Aletheia, now pray this. Thank you for forgiving me. God, thank you for forgiving me. Say, God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you for loving me. I said, now, Aletheia, look at mommy and say sorry. And she looks, she stops, lifts her head. She looks at me, she goes, I'm sorry, mommy. Oh, my gosh. It was like one of the best revival service I've ever had in my life. And I just held her. I love you so much, Aletheia. I'm your mommy and I have to make sure that you get enough sleep. Because if you don't sleep enough, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to choose fun the next day. Okay. I love you so much. I love you, mommy. Wow! 
three year old. Is this amazing? Is this normal? It's pretty amazing, huh? I don't know. I've never had children before, but I think this is pretty amazing. Saul needed to learn from Alathea. He couldn't just repent. He couldn't repent. Alathea was able to eat and digest it at a three-year-old. As a three-year-old. But Saul couldn't. David, on the other hand, when David was confronted with correction, he repented. And he received whatever consequences that God gave him. And he didn't blame God for those consequences. First Chronicle 21, 19, it says, David went up in obedience to the word that God has spoken in the name of the Lord. Even King David, when a servant of God, when the prophet of God gave him the word, he submitted, he obeyed that word and acted accordingly. Even King David, the man, after God's own heart, heart, was able to eat, receive the word of God from a man of God. And he was able to keep it down. Hmm? And make it into a spiritual food. Jeroboam. You know who Jeroboam is? Hmm? After Solomon, Jeroboam, his son, took over. But Jeroboam, God chose Jeroboam and said, I'm, he prophesied, I'm going to give you ten tribes and you're going to become king. God chose. But you know what scripture says? Look at 1 Kings 12, 26. And whatever God said, it happened. God gave Jeroboam. He was nobody. God gave him. He God made him king. But first king 1226 it said, Jeroboam thought to himself, the kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David. Wait a minute. You weren't expecting to be a king. God chose you. God gave you supernaturally. And then all of a sudden you think to yourself and say you're gonna lose it. He receives it. He takes his place as a king, but he vomits it out when the fear enters. Hmm? Another one that, that I think of is Joseph. On the other hand, Joseph was a man who stewarded his inheritance no matter what circumstances came. When things got bad, usually, you know what we would do? You're going to make me a leader and then you become a slave? We would throw it, throw up. That word, you're going to be a leader. But you know how Joseph did? Whatever, even when things got bad, he saw it as God setting him up for his destiny. With prison, when he sent to prison, oh God, come on, I've been faithful all these years. Even if it was opposite, instead of getting discouraged, I tried to encourage myself and I worked in excellence. And now you sent me to prison? And other, all of us would be throwing it all up. No. He became the best prisoner. He took charge of the whole prison. Wherever, it didn't matter what happened. Joseph was keep, able to keep it down. That spiritual food. The word of God, his inheritance. He kept it down. And he made the word of God be established deep inside. Of him. Set up. God's setting you up as de- for your destinies. He's not taking his word back. He's not changing his mind. He did not lift his favor over your life. He's just setting you up. Say, setting me up. Setting me up. Today, God 
wants to heal us from the spiritual eating disorder. God wants to make you and I strong. He wants to make us a good steward. Stewarding is keeping the spiritual food down. Choose this day to eat your spiritual food. Eat, obey, keep it down, steward it. Trust in God's timing. Hmm? Obedience becomes crucial when it gets difficult. Hmm? I'm gonna, let me tell you between mature sons and immature sons. You and I are both sons of God. We learned that enough, right? Both women and men. You and I are both sons of God. You want to be a mature son or a mature son? You want to be a mature son? Let me tell you the difference. And I want you to see if you, which one you belong to. Mature sons not only believe the inheritance and the words, but they, allow, they don't allow the words to fall to the ground. Even when it gets hard. Whether it's healing, promises. You know, I really miss Heidi. Heidi, you remember Heidi? She struggled over 10 years with so many mental disorders. Right? Schizophrenia, uh, um, PTSD, bipolar. You don't know how. Like, she had to eat this much of medicine to just, just live each day. And God sent her, God gave her a word. Word that says, you are healed. And she received it. She received it. And she went to her doctors. She didn't just stop taking medicine. That's foolishness. But she went back to her psychiatrist and said, wean me off of my, my medication because God healed me. And she persuaded her doctor, her psychiatrist, took three months to wean her off. And she told me, she would come to the office. Last night, it was tough because in my mind, I heard voices that said, you're not healed. But I fought for it. I fought it every night. No, I am healed. And even though I didn't get that much sleep, I feel strong now. Good job. That happened over a few months. And when I took her to the uh, Indonesia and the enemy you know, attacked her again, you're not healed. What are you doing here? And she was freaking out. I said, Heidi... Look, your, look, look, I want you to look yourself in the mirror. Because all I see is complete healing in your face. What you're feeling is prophetic. You're feeling the spirit of witchcraft around here. That's not you. As soon, it didn't even take her 10 minutes. Even within one minute, she received the word, okay. And her, everything changed and she went out, preached mightily. Mature sons, you receive the word. It doesn't matter what circumstances come. You keep the word inside. You know, like we would give a Christian there, and every time they visit, we, we would prophesy, right? We would prophesy. Like, first of all, you know, we prophesied over Aaron. Aaron, your strength is administration. Remember Benjamin preached about right-hand place? That enemy doesn't attack your weakness, but enemy always attacks the place of your strength. And so all her life felt like administration is her weakness. And so we prophesied, no, son, that's your strength. And she said, oh, that's so hard to receive. But I receive. And when she went back, she said, and you know, when things seem so chaotic, I said, no, no. My spiritual covering said, my strength is administration. I'm strong in this. She did not allow 
Hmm? So, you know what immature sons would do? Immature sons, I, we could call you out or God could say, you are healed. Immature son would say, they wouldn't receive it. And when the pain comes back, you know what they would do? Our pastors don't have any anointing for healing. You blame upper level. You just need more anointing for healing. No, you need to steward that word. Hmm? Immature sons throw up food when it gets hard. Thought pattern. Negative thoughts come from the enemy yeah. all the time. Amen. Instead of vomiting the words of God because of those negative thoughts, you have to combat those negative thoughts with positive thoughts of faith. That's how you keep your food inside. You know, there are times, I'm a human being, sometimes I feel like you don't like me. Some of you. And they're like, you act certain way to make me feel like you don't like me. But I don't go in my bedroom and say, Guillermo doesn't like me. No, I don't do that. You know what I do? I combat those thoughts with positive thoughts. He loves me. Man, he would, he, would, he would do anything for me. He loves me. And it's not easy. When you're trying to, when the food is trying to come up, when the spiritual food is trying to come up, you got to keep it down. It's not easy sometimes. You got to keep it down. No, no, no. He loves me. She loves me. You keep it down. Hmm? I was telling this uh, to Sharon from ARC, and she said, you know what? As you're talking about this, I'm seeing this picture. Every Sunday, every Thursday, we come and we receive like precious gem. It's so precious. And we take it. Wow, the word was powerful. Wow, God prophesied over me. Wow, God healed me. Wow, God restored my relationship. We receive the gem. But then when we go back, when things get hard, we just drop it. And we become empty. And we become sick. And we become, oh God. And we come back, oh please give me more. Pastor, pastor, leader, give me. And, and we keep coming back. And God's faithful. He gives you another gem. You go back. You let it go again. Oh, I have nothing. I'm weak. I'm weak. Give me, give me, feed me, feed me. Feed you again. You go back, you drop it. And she said, Sharon said she saw a vision of that person <coughs> coming like this. And God said, look down. And as she looked down, there were hundreds of precious gems all over. And God said, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Isn't that powerful? Pick it up. Pick it up. Hmm? I want you to stand up. I want you to look around spiritually. Look down. Look at all the gems that you have let go. The promises of God. Hmm? Though in your inheritance, your destiny, the very word of God. You have let it go. Instead of asking God for more, I want you to pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Hmm? Spiritual food. Today, God wants to heal some of you, a lot of us, from spiritual eating disorder. And you know what? I just have to say this. If you have naturally, physically eating disorder, I I believe God's going to heal you as a sign. As a sign. Hmm? God wants to heal us. Number one. Number two, 
we need to repent of spiritual bulimia. We have induced vomiting when things got hurt hard. Hmm? God saying, be like Aletheia. Not because you have to, but because you truly are sorry that you let go of those precious gems, those amazing spiritual food. Hmm? Next, God wants to empower you to steward your inheritance. God wants to empower you to steward the promises of God. To steward the prayers of your loved ones. When your lay pastor prays for you, you have to steward those prayers. When your lay pastors give you words of encouragement, you have to steward those words and not let it go. Not let it fall. Not let it hmm, fall on the floor. Will you steward the gems God is giving you each week? Mm. So Holy Spirit, will you speak to every person in this room? I believe this word is for everyone. Some of us, we have spiritual illness and we need healing, God. Because we tried our best. But when it's illness... Discipline can't help. Discipline doesn't help. But we need healing. But you're so gracious. You're saying, I, I want to heal you of this spiritual eating disorder. If that's you, I want you to come stand in front of me. And I believe God's going to heal you. And some of you, you need to repent of spiritual bulimia. You know you've been throwing it all up when it got difficult. That's you. I want you to come front also. And God's going to forgive you. And God is going to heal you. Some of you, you say, I need empowerment. It's really hard. I'm really trying, Pastor. I'm really trying hard to keep the spiritual food down. But it's really getting hard. I need some supernatural empowerment from God. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to receive the supernatural empowerment of God to eat the spiritual food and to keep your spiritual food down. I want to ask my lay pastors and leaders to come and pray for these individuals. Come on, release healing. Today, I believe our spirituality this week is going to change. It's going to go to a next level. You hear me? Because God is healing us. God is healing you from that spiritual eating disorder. You're not going to starve yourself anymore. You're, gonna, you're not going to realize every Sunday morning, Oh, should I haven't opened my Bible yet. You are not going to starve yourself anymore. You see, because God is going to heal you today of spiritual anorexia. And God is going to heal you today of spiritual bulimia. You're not going to throw it up no matter how difficult it gets. You're going to keep it down. You're going to let it digest. And you're going to allow the words of God to be established inside of you. And you're going to believe that God's setting you up. God's setting you up for your destinies. Mm. Come on, lift your hands. Everybody, lift your hands. Spirit of God, release the spiritual empowerment right now, God. Will you empower every son, every daughter in this room, Lord. Lord, to eat, to eat 
and to look for opportunities that when we feel weak, that we wouldn't vomit, but God, that we would find more spiritual food, that we would look for opportunities to obey you, Lord. Spirit of God, right now, let the cleansing power, let the cleansing river of God flow through the hearts and minds of your sons and daughters. Cleans us from spiritual bulimia, God. We're not going to vomit it out anymore, God. I don't care how difficult it gets, Lord. I'm going to be a good steward. I'm going to be a good steward. I'm going to eat my food and keep it down, Lord. Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me for throwing up the food, the spiritual food. Father, forgive me for, for letting go of the gems, the precious gems that you've given me. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up, God. I'm going to pick it up, Lord. Father, right now I silence every uh, a voice of the enemy, every lie of the enemy. The enemy's enemy is lying to you with some condemnation. The thoughts of condemnation. I cancel that. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You see, it gives God joy. It gives God joy that you, you want to eat. Just like it gives me joy when a lady I eat. Father, the scripture says that when you proclaim, when you release your word, God, it does not come back to us void. But when it is released, it accomplishes, God. So, Father, I establish that truth upon upon every mind and heart in this room, Lord. That you've spoken this word, God. And as your sons and daughters, God, leave the house, Lord. Yeah, your sons and daughters, God, they have received your word. They just ate. We just ate, God. But Lord, we are not going to vomit it up, Lord. We are not going to let go of the gems, Lord. But Lord, we will we will steward it well. We will steward it well, God. And we will walk in victory. We will walk in power. Father, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name. I want you to release, thank you, I want you to release the service, but I want you, if you, those of you, you can remain here a little bit longer, and some of you, I want to pray for you, but rest of you, God bless you, I'll see you on Thursday, oh, remember to pray for our Mozambique team, there's nine of us going tonight to Africa to minister to the orphans and the missionaries, amen, so Please pick up a prayer card on your way up and pray for them every day. God bless you.